Listen to this. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel. Ow. Of course it is. It's the first and only system clinically proven to prevent bumps, bruises, ingrown hairs, and anything that comes with having coarse or curly hair. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this ain't the first time you heard a Bevel ad. Not at all. These guys are doing their thing. These women are doing their thing. I'm telling you one thing. They have put in work after work after work after work. Putting out great product. Okay? Yeah, my China out here feeling like a baby's bottom. I'm telling you, they got the trimmer, they got the shaver, and they got all the grooming products. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Again, that's getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Find out the discounts you get on Bevel. You get your first month free. You get Listen, there's discounts over there. Go to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Check Ow. out what's going on. Now let's get to the show. Right now. Cheer. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. I was like, good gracious, ass is bodacious. Mm. Oh, flirtatious, trying to show pace. Cheers. I'm looking for the right time to shoot my steez. Looking for the right time to flash them keys well uh, i'm leaving please believe it me and the rest of my heathen checking up tonight in the top of the four seasons penthouse rooftop girls i'm feeding no teasing i need you to get, get up, up up on the dance, dance floor get that man what he asking for hey because i feel like busting loose and i feel like touching you Boom. uh uh, can't nobody stop the juice. Now, baby, tell me what's the use? I said, it's getting hot in here. I'm about to take this wig off. I am getting so hot. I'm about to take this wig off. Take it off. <laughs> With a little bit of uh, uh, and a sprinkle of the hat. Let it ring all out. Let me tell you, the only thing she is missing is a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing she's missing. Internet, Miss Lissa is giving it to you, getting hot in here. I thought she was going to say she didn't take her clothes off. Nah, when it get real hot, it's because your head is sweating. You got to take off that extra hat. Well, I thought you were going to take off your clothes. And right off the bat, I'm going to say, look, you know, me and Dallas, last episode, we asked the internets <laughs> to slide up in the DMs, and they've been doing it. I've no, been they s- really have. Uh, I, I think like, so. And, nice. and I, nice. I can't stand you guys, because, and then when I ignore the DM, what happens? They pop up on Twitter, <laughs> like, publicly, like, hey. <laughs> and then they got those, what is it called, GIFs, the gifts? They got mad gifts. She said what's called, GIF. They come bearing gifts. GIFs. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way you said that's like, what's that called? The, I'm mad old. Like, what is that? What, what are those things called? Mimi's? Yeah, so it's but but it's a beautiful thing to see people still to this day sliding up in the DMs because listen, internet, we found out Miss List is a little dry in that section. Okay, (laughs) it's the top of the year, right? You know, tax returns are coming. I can't, I can't believe she's dry. I'm dry because she is. She comes in here extra juicy. Yeah, but she's picky. Wait, wait. First she, of all, she just comes in. She comes in here though, looking like like you know that mango that's about to fall down yep, off yep, the yep. tree, Ow, right off your head. I'm feeling mango because too. it's because it's just it's just filled with juice. Mm, mm. It's just it's like it's the juice is just juicy. about to come out. I know that's that's mm. how I feel. Like and I, I never need lip gloss on it. Well, listen. Hey, into this, make sure you make sure so you continue. Amazing. Please don't. No, no, continue no. Continue to slide up and miss what's in no, those DMs. It's but not do it work. right though. Do it right though. For real, for real. Internet. I'm trying to tell y'all. Let me try to give you this picture right now do not slide in the dms with that weak shit though mm, mm. <laughs> don't slap because right now you cannot spend all that money in one night my niggas 
You're going to have some of that money left over in the morning. So don't slide up in the DMs with that weak shit, for real. Keep that weak shit. Keep that weak shit to your, to your other IG broads. I always... In my mind, picture me falling in love with someone that I work with, though. Like I, it's just something Uh-oh. about <laughs> who pen in the room. It's just something about um, an ambitious guy. Like, oh mm. Lord, I remember I was at an event. I'm not even going to drop his name, but my friends know when I see this person, I get hot. I'm like, oh, he start yelling at people. I love a busy. She man. talking about me? <laughs> no. Oh no! Okay, okay. No, I'm not talking. Okay. But, but you are ambitious, though, Premium. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, you but, you but, do have dreams and aspirations. But I hope you're not getting hot, knowing that I'm ambitious. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she gets hot to know people are ambitious. You know, but you know, something single people off. Some, so I mean, sometimes the aspirations of a motherfucker could be sexy to somebody. Why not? Could but be. you know what I was thinking? I was considering. I think it would be like a fun segment, maybe in February since Valentine's Day. I would go on a date with like. Someone, maybe one of the fun internets, will screen them, mm-hmm. and then we'll come and talk about it. Yes, we'll right. definitely, we'll definitely vet, we'll definitely vet them. All right, yeah, that like very like- love connectiony. Like I'll come back, we could like have me leave the room. You guys can talk to him and without me hearing and see what the fuck he's saying. Well, we gotta have someone new. In- internets. That yeah. sounds like something that we want to work on. Yeah, <laughs> New York based. Well, how far can we? I mean, if they're willing to drive up. For the date, you know. I don't want no. I don't know about these Philly dudes. They they crazy or no? Not? No, 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 no. Nothing. Philly dudes are good dudes. You man. can rub the, rub it on the beard. Yeah, you could. You, you could put. You could put. Drop that while it's hot, right on the beard. Right but on here's the, the thing. That's dope. So, internet, listen. Make sure you. Uh, you know what? Send an email. The Premium P Show at Gmail dot com. Uh, Please include a picture. Yep. Subject line: sliding up in the DM. Yes. <laughs> and 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 we'll set up a date with you and Miss Wilson. Oh, and I need to know your sign. Like we're not even gonna play. Okay. 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 I need a picture and your sign. And, and if you feel well, well, hold on. Fresh, let, let's, start the, let's start the pre-vetting. All right. Boom. Picture. What sign? Is there any particular sign that you that you? No, I'm not do gonna not... do that because I don't. They gonna trick. They might lie. Just let them be truthful. Okay. <laughs> okay. They may lie. I'm okay. like, oh yeah, I really love Capricorn. You know, all the niggas is Capricorns. <laughs> I mean, I got check ID. <laughs> like, no, no. Just write your real your real stuff. Well, okay. and, and you know, you be professional, but also don't be afraid to shoot your shot. Because I'll be honest with you, if the first dude that maybe he goes in there, he takes a picture of him naked, you may like it. Mm. Or or no don't do that. Or you could be really creative and do a video like 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 you were trying out for yeah, the real yeah. world. Like, hey, Miss Lissa, I'm blah blah blah. That, Premier, let Premier me P's see gonna, that personality. Let Premier me see Premier gonna shine. be gonna be vetting the uh, the images. So dudes, um, don't send no dick pics. <laughs> or or maybe I mean, listen. Now you know what's gonna be dope. How about whatever this? you do in your own private life? Period. Listen, we'll I'm try and do this for February. We'll set it up. You go on a date if you're not too far away. And if you you know if you got that buddy pass and you want to come in, that's up to you. But um, send that to the premium P show at gmail.com. Um, and I'll tell you one thing if it gets uh, selected and you go out on a date, we'll have you come up on the show and, and discuss the date with Miss Listen and how it went. Because I know you're going to probably lose your mind. Um, you're going to fall in love. Don't be coming and getting hit by Cupid's arrow now. <laughs> that, that was, what are we starting? The Bachelor on here in February? I mean, just just for Valentine's. Just for Valentine's. One time, one time. Mm-hmm. If we could find somebody solid goal yeah. to take Miss Listen on a date. I feel like she deserves it. She always, she, I always see her, and I just say to myself, damn. Yeah. Just looking like a, a sweet uh, Cheddar Bay biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> just needs some gravy on it. She just needs some gravy on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh. But you know what? We probably got to put a low jack on her. 
when she goes on this date, God forbid, you know, internet's are crazy, man. No, you don't you know. worry about a thing. I'm going to Next thing you know, lie. she's in the trunk, you know? <laughs> Somebody fucking hit her in the head with a brick. You yeah, know? I don't think I don't think she she was in crunch handling a business. I think she could she could put a, a dude in a headlock. That's a fact. Dude. She could suplex a dude. Yeah, shout out to, actually, rest in peace to, to Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yes, indeed. Uh, growing up, a uh, wrestling dude, a uh, legendary wrestling dude, growing up, uh, you know, um, he was the reason why I used to try to jump off my couches because mm-hmm. dude used, was a fa- <laughs> now he, he was famous for you know uh, uh, jumping off the, the, top, off the rope. top rope of the ring. No shoes. He was like what was that? Was like a uh, like a, a Native American? No, that- I think he was a Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Oh, like the Rock. Like Samoan oh, like, type. No, no, his cousin. What's the chubby one? Rafiki Atish, the chubby one from the WWE. Oh, oh, uh- Rashiki. 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 Is that the one that used to put his ass on people? Yes. Yeah, that was, that was The Rock's cousin. Was that his real cousin or just like soap opera cousin? No, I think that's his real cousin. They look alike. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, obviously, Immigrante. You know the wrestling is like a soap opera. I couldn't imagine being that dude that's like, look, Rashiki tonight is going to put that ass on you. We're going to put an extra 500 in your check. You know, like, like I, I, you know, not you all may, money not is even worth have it. Had to. You may not even have had to. Not all money is worth it. So, wait, so the, if they offered you ten thousand, you gonna let Rafiki's butt crack? Nah, in the, ten, the ten, sweat juice hit the eyebrow it, real quick. Here's the thing: people got to see that. You know, keep in mind, right? Here's the thing: I say too, depending on how much you money, all money ain't good money. Think about it. You have a kid, right? And you out there, and somebody, you know, get, whatever it is, you know, you out there, you know, compromising it, yourself. Go ahead for for, for a small change, mm-hmm. ten thousand. Taxes after taxes getting taken mm-hmm. out. How much you got, DP? I, hold on for a second. You talking about putting uh, ta- paying taxes on street money premium? Yeah, no, not not. I'm saying if I was a wrestler. Okay, okay, okay. I see you saying if you're getting a check and then boom, you're gonna have to pay a freelancer. Imagine paying independent taxes contract. on someone putting their ass in your face. <laughs> uh, another guy like that. I mean, if that's not something you want, I'm gonna tell you right now. Someone just asked me, man, what would I take to to show up at Donald Trump's inauguration? Mm. And I would do that shit easy because he's giving checks out right now. Really? Yeah, he's like, giving yeah. checks out. Yeah, but like I said, I want to go back to saying it. Not all money is good money. Well, three hundred thousand dollars is good that money. That sounds good to me. Three hundred thousand dollars. I'm in the front row, Donald. Take take, take fifty thousand and 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 do good with it. Extra bamboozle. You know, take I'm take, take some of that money, right take there. some of that bread. Excuse and do me, good I with just it. gotta get to the my seat. I'm waiting for the inauguration for the president. <laughs> yeah, but what's gonna happen? I'm shucking in. Hello. What's That's g- right. What's That's gonna right. happen is 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 people gonna come for you. Are That's you true. ready for that backlash? That's true. That's true. Listen, listen. listen. Backlash come. But let you me can come and to get the back shots. I don't give a fuck. How long? How long does the backlash? Last, um, you know, and this thing about everybody, that. just block and, and, them. It'd be this, one day, it'd be one day of this, people no, like blah blah blah. But, but blah, keep blah. in mind, and you just hit mute, 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 mute. <laughs> they ain't got no time for this. But keep in mind, right? If you think about it, in this day and age, right, people are just are gonna get mad at you because you're, you know, more so not because you know you, that you're turning down a check, you know, or that you're doing something with Donald, but because of the principle of things. So you know, they don't know your situation. No one's gonna forgive you for that. Listen. Then, then they didn't really fuck with you in the first place. They didn't really, they didn't really, really. You're saying really, he has an open checkbook because I'm, I'm saying take some money mm-hmm. from the cracker, from the devil, <laughs> and do some good with it, and 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 keep your lights on. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, when 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 the electric grid uh, gets fried, 
solar flares hit us up when the tsunami comes, mm-hmm. earthquake puts California back into the water. None of this shit will matter. You know, I thought about that when you, when zombie apocalypse. True, true that. What will what will any of this matter? Will anything that happened on Twitter be relevant? No, who gets, it's the same thing about the street. You hang out, you worry about the neighborhood, your street status, what the things you've done in the neighborhood. After 25, 30 years, the neighborhood changes. Nobody even knows who the fuck you were if you moved out of there. Right. Right. It's like you delete your homeless. So, so you're ready to fight for your neighborhood or your street or your borough. Mm. When in 30 years you go back there with your kid and you're like, I used to run these streets. Mm-hmm. And all you see is a fucking hot dog car in the corner. Ain't nobody know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. But also, keep in mind, when we talk about Donald Trump, I Googled it last night because I was wondering. I was like, yo, I was telling Loki now, I said, the fuck is performing at this inauguration mm-hmm. so i google it and i saw toby what's that guy's name toby uh, mcguire mcguire okay uh three doors down okay and i don't even know who Chris, the fuck, who's that three doors down christian rap band who's that i i, I, I don't, I don't know, know. I, they're three doors down <laughs> but but um <laughs> then i looked and there was like like steve christ I, I don't even know who the fuck these people were. Right, right, right. So I guess, you know, he's obviously having a hard time. He's going, now he's going to go to the Instagram stars because nobody really yeah. wants to So do who it. are you going to see there? He's going to have to get Shiggy Show. Yep, yep. <laughs> who else, who else? King Kiron. Rally. Uh, yeah. On Smash, is that, what's that guy's name? Super Scent. <laughs> mad, mad public figures. Yeah. He's going to have we'll to get be, Instagram's we'll finest. Him down. But listen, listen, I, again, I, I say, man, take some of that money. And, and do some good with it. Mm. it. You know, if you choose to, because frankly, all these people that, that we think is holding up uh, the culture, you know, a lot of times it'd be a facade. Yeah. Korean Pete. A lot of times it all be a facade. Well, Speaking did- of facades, what about, how do you guys feel about uh, Steve Harvey? Yeah, I mean. How, how do we feel about Steve yeah, Harvey? Yeah, going to go hang out with Trump. Talking about Trump need allies, blah, 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 blah. I think that envelope said let's go see the president and he went to the wrong <laughs> door. No, you, well, he, he Is said, Trump here? Like, uh, that could be the possibility. Went Obama. No, no, no. Let's, but Steve, Harvey, get, Steve Harvey was already tight with Trump anyway. I mean, hosting the beauty pageants yeah. and stuff like that. He was, they was already connected anyhow. It was already, you know. He need to let Trump borrow one of his wigs. But do you believe in. You know, the whole time that flat top was a wig, that was a lace front. I don't trust him. That wasn't a lace front. But, <laughs> that was. But let me ask you, do you believe he in. Yeah, that sewed into his scalp. <laughs> That shit popped right up. <laughs> do okay. you? But honestly, do you believe in that somewhere, somehow, like this guy is not going to be able to like run like what you're saying? You know, it got me thinking because you know this guy's not going to be able to run this world for four years or eight years without like you know anybody trying to do anything. You know what I mean? Like meaning like the guy's got to put his hands up somehow and be like, "Yo, I need some type of help." Mm-hmm. Do do people get you know uh, ridiculed because of trying to even like like no one can mess with Trump ever? No, and I don't mean mess with Trump because I don't I, I don't like anything he stands for. The guy's a douchebag. But what I mean is, as being the president, and if he says like, look, um, you know, I, I I need help, or I you know like, or or I would like to do this, or I would like to start a program that opens up parks for kids that are in need. Nobody goes and tries to you know. Run! I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I just feel like that there's going to be people who you know look at this thing, and and take the opportunity to to do something sincerely progressive and positive for others. All right, there were people within the last administration who did shit just for self, who did shit particularly motivated 
uh, for their ends and their means. Mm. And we went through the last uh, eight years saying, man, this is the greatest president we've ever had in our lives. I didn't say that, but a lo- <laughs> but a, there's a chorus of people who said that. So, I, you know, it, I don't even want to be cynical about uh, Obama. Just like I don't really want to be cynical about Trump. Trump, man, was definitely. Listen, I, we got work to do regardless. Yeah. yeah. Whoever's president. Yeah. We got work to do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whoever's president don't even matter because if I'm late on my light bill, they are really going to have me uh, doing my shit on the candlelight. But you always told me that you don't pay the bill until they send the pink slip one. They, no, no, not the, the, the yellow. Uh, no, uh, the light company sends a blue letter. Oh, the blue one. Blue. <laughs> what does when that they mean? Send that, blue, that means they want their money now. Now they want their money. Now they serious. That, that sweet, when they send that nice blue paper. <laughs> like that's like like when you went into your stationery, man. You ever mail somebody some shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you and you send them the, that good color construction paper. That's when it was like, yo, the shit was real. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure you see this one. You saw the blue paper? Yeah. yeah. Yo, you know it's funny. Okay. I, I remember one time I didn't pay my uh, white bill, and uh, I didn't know how many days I had until they were gonna shut it off. But I knew it was gonna be soon, and it started to flicker the light. And I was like, "Oh shit! I better go pay this shit right now." But it turns out it was just happened to be something in the neighborhood. They was they was but, about to cut your shit off right while you was right there. They, they, they would give me some like you know pre test. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, I thought about them pre's. But but even <laughs> even ending the the Trump combo combo up, um, two chains uh, just turned down. Um, I guess he got offered to. He was trying to get two. This is, he yeah, was, no, he was. He, he was trying. He was he got offered anything. to perform at the inauguration. He turned it down. Mm-hmm. I guess what I was saying too uh, uh, about Trump is, is people just turn it down because they're afraid of the backlash instead of you know just really doing what they want to do. Like people are like, damn, I, I would like to probably take this check, but I know people are going to ridicule me. Probably, but in, in many cases, because I I tell you what, don't people seem to be really motivated now by what other people think. Right. People's actions seem to be highly motivated by, man, what are what are the optics of this move I'm making? That's a big word right now, optics. Mm. And what that means is how does this appear in other people's eyes? How yeah. does this move I'm making appear in other people's eyes? Hey, listen, I mean, I what what you going to do, premium? Is that a short version for optical? Uh it's it's kind of a buzzword right now that that media people and 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 marketing people are using like a lens. Yes. How how does your action appear to others? Mm. What are the optics of this person's move? Mm. And that just means, man, how does this thing look? That's how does you, this thing look to you? So, so optics is the new branding. Remember for yes. all the last year it was yes. branding, and then the year before yes. that it was echelon. Like, what about the upper echelon? <laughs> every every is a word that just makes make niggas feel oh, extra educated. Yo, yo, to say that, so like, now it's optic? Pete, Pete, would you kindly say <laughs> echelon? Um, echelon. Thank you. Ash. This is another. This is another segment y'all got to introduce to the Premium Pete show. The Premium Pete word of the show. It's <laughs> it's echelon or ek? echelon. Wait, 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 yeah, now you got me saying it fucked up. <laughs> we can't do that yeah. word. We're gonna have us all walking out here. I just don't know, but the extra. You got some extra. Yo, I tell you, but anyway, I really enjoyed uh, last week's episode. Just like all yeah, the I like when I, when, I, when I listened back, I listened back to that joint. I was like, yo, that shit was so funny. All the sexcapade stories. 
Like Dad was talking about watching a porno with the man with the two penises. <laughs> um, you know, just my stories about my my ex wife and her toy. And people hitting yeah. me up about work. Like, ugh, oh, the you know, the the the, the, the uh, Miss Lisa using the uh, log cabin, the the syrup when she had sex. <laughs> Yo, I hate you. <laughs> Yo, that shit was funny. Not that. You, you think about it. You know, there's so many sex capade stories. You know, yeah. and, and 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 you know, man, that was just a comedy show, man. I, I think it was a nice little change of pace. It was uh, for your listeners. Man, I, I'm excited to be here tonight, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited that you you took me up on my offer to, absolutely to have a uh, tonight's guest. He cute. He came with with he he belonged to somebody. Oh, you get find out find out when he comes in. He comes in. You ask him. Find out when he comes in. Find out when he comes inside. But you know how when they wear a lot of polo, they be let him little. come inside. Oh shit, really? You can't come inside. <laughs> no, you don't need that. You don't need <laughs> come that. Come inside. I'm a, that's why I was late today. <laughs> but you know, uh, oh, you know, what I want to say. Um, over the weekend, I went with my daughter. Uh, my man, um, my man Dave uh, from Ewan put me on to this place called iPick. It's a movie theater that had one in uh, Fort Lee, uh, New Jersey, that I had gone to. Mm-hmm. Now I've been to AMC theaters which uh, recline. Mm-hmm. So it's like over the years, you know, especially have you know being a father my, with my daughter, um, you know, being a single dad for all those years, I always took her to the movies because I was like, a, you know, it was a many. When you think about how many things there is to do, that was one of them. And so I would always go to the movies. So we graduated from regular movies. And then when AMC came out, AMC was the reclining ones. And that was incredible just to recline. Yo, let me tell you something. I went to this iPick. And I've been to um, theaters that you could um, order, food. order food from. This was a totally different experience. And I'm glad that I had brand new socks on because the guy was <laughs> like, yo, uh, there's a cubby hole here for your shoes. Take your shoes off and you relax. Yo, I, any other time I probably would have looked at him like, nah, I'm good. But I had brand new socks on, so I just and they were black. So I was like, yo, I just took off my joints, put them in there. Like, yo, first of all, you wearing black socks now? Yeah, black socks. Yeah, yeah. For years, I've been trying to tell you, yo, wear black socks. Yeah, yeah. Wear black socks. She was like, nah, I don't fuck with nah, black nah, socks. Well, it depends what sneaker I was wearing too. You know, I like wearing white socks. I like wearing white no shows. But when in the winter, I like wearing the black ankle. Now I'm moving black ankle. Okay, you, you listen. We inspire each other. That's what we're supposed to do. I'm wearing black now. You want me to wear purple? You fuck. But um. <laughs> anyway, listen. I pick theaters. The cubby hole. It's like two seats. The shit smelled like a Lamborghini. The mm. leather smelled. It was oh, amazing. No. It had it had like a remote like a, a cup holder. It was like right. And I was like, oh shit! I put my cup in there. The chair goes all the way up. Like it was. It, it was just really a great experience. Like it was like being in this two seater. But no one could see you from the left or the right. Mm. And, uh, you know, me and my daughter, we had a great time, man. Like, I watched a movie called Passenger. And let me tell you something. That's the first movie I think I can remember. I want you to think. <laughs> there was only three and a half characters, the whole movie. What's the half? Well, this guy came off like uh, 10 minutes and they died. He's black? Yeah. That's what that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot his name, too. But 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 anyway. Yep. In the future, too. Some future shit. Yeah, yeah. Can we die in the future and the past? Now, these people were sleeping. They were in, like, pods. Yeah. It was, like, a hibernation, and they woke up early. But, yo, this is the first... I, I don't remember seeing a movie with only, like, three characters. And the black man three died. And, a half, three and it was and good. And it was good. No, nah, it was a good movie. Good okay. movie. Right. Anyway, I want to go see Hidden Figures. Well, my daughter wanted to see Passage. Actually, okay. she wanted to go see Underworld. But uh, we, we, we couldn't get that time slot down. But anyway, you know, just really... Going to the movies like that in, in that theater, I mean, it's a little expensive. You got a blanket, you got a pillow. Mm. You know, um, it was a little bit extra money. You know, but but it's just really a dope experience, and it just it, it's great to see shit evolve like that. Real talk. That's hilarious to me. Like, yo, they trying to make the movie experience like being in your fucking house. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm gonna stay fucking home. <laughs> I, I, I pay enough. I don't blame you. I pay enough for this cable. Well, that's fuck a that. Fact. Well, that's I got, why I got, I got, I got love blankets. 
Love, yeah, I do, I do, because um, me, me and old girl talking about getting rid of the cable now. Yeah, get the fire stick. Yo, let me tell you something. Paying too the, much money for this shit. Jailbreak it, man. Jailbreak. Yeah. Get the fire stick. You got everything $70. on All right. yes. Everything. All right, then let's do it. Any let's... movie you could think of. Shout out to Cody. All right, mm-hmm. let's get let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. Cable. <laughs> cable. <laughs> cable, fuck you, cable. Yeah, fuck you, cable. Well, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You're still going to need them for Wi-Fi. Nah, yeah. you don't need them for that either. Oh, yeah? Who are you going to go to? Your neighbor house real quick. And he'd be like, yo, I got to use the bathroom. And he'd be like, oh, you got Wi-Fi? And he'd just take a picture. Ah, <laughs> I can't do that to your neighbor. Yo, I, yo you got to love Miss Lissa. Miss Lissa is so hard body. <laughs> like, she, she's, you, you, the, you the fly scammer. You're not the, you're not the grimy scammer. You a fly, you the fly scammer, just giving us mad hack life hacks. Yeah, life hacks. You know, <laughs> not store hacks. You know, regular shit. I mean, yeah, I mean your Whole Foods hack was is was good money. And if you want to send a letter to someone but you don't want to pay for a stamp, you put their name in the return to sender box, and you put your name in the the middle, and then they, the the post office is gonna send it back to them, thinking that they're they post office, post office throw this shit out now. They are. Oh. Yeah. None of the posters. Damn, but I know out. that used to work. You got any more hacks? That hack was good. That Whole Foods hack was good. Any more? Uh, um, any other hacks? Um. Oh, if you go to if you want to go to. Uh, What's it? Chipotle? Mm-hmm. Chipotle? So you go to Chipotle and you order one soft taco and you tell them that you want to put it in the bowl. So then now it's laying down. So then you tell them you want a little bit of rice in your taco. So they're going to throw a little rice. Like, just, just a little bit more. And then they're going to put a little bit more. By the time it's done, it's more like a mini burrito bowl. It's only three seventy five. Okay, shit. I fuck with that. You know what? Or if you want to like, you know, tell them two tacos and they'll lay both of those down. And then just now it's two tacos. But you're just like, oh, and, and there's a lot of this shit y'all not going to be able to do because y'all do not have Miss Lissa's charm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. A lot of y'all, y'all not going to be able to get this off. Looking at Miss Lissa right now, I'd be like, what would you like, miss? Yeah. What would you like? <laughs> you want some more rice? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be happening to me. It'd be throwing stuff know. in the bag. Like, y'all going to get me fat in Popeye's. Stop putting extra chicken in there. Well, listen, we're going to learn more about that. But let's go take a break. Let's come back with our guest. Yeah. The one and only Thurston Howell the Third. Is that his real name or his, like, his name? Well, we'll find out when he name. comes in. We'll find out when let's, he comes in. Right. Let's, 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 let's sit with him. Don't go nowhere. Be right back. Cheer. Yep, Charlemagne the God here. The Prime Minister of pissing people off, the ruler rubbing you the wrong way, the architect of aggravation. And right now I'm with my guy, my man Premium Pete, and Miss Listenos on the Premium Pete Show, okay? Internet, tune the fuck in. Peace. Oh, uh, shit. We are back. We back on the air. Internets. Yeah. Man, I am, I'm so happy right now to be sitting inside the Premium Pete Show featuring Miss Lissa. Uh, special guest we got in the building tonight in in the, in the studio tonight. Shout out to all the poppies. We got a poppy in here. Thurston <laughs> Howell the third. Now you got Thurston Howell the third. Low life general. He not a low life. He seems like a nice guy. Brooklyn ambassador worldwide. Incidents. We 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 got so many places to go tonight. But firstly, um. Thirst, where in Brooklyn are you from, sir? From Brownsville, baby. You already know. Marcus Garvey Village, Brownsville, Livonia, and Bristol. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Is it really Crystal and you just saying Bristol because you wearing all that red? Or is really, is, no, it's no, no, no. That's Bristol. Okay, because you know you can never tell yeah, now nah, with, the, with the word. Let me, let me tell you Bristol Bristol's an important street, too. Like, like mad shit has gone down on Bristol. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you say Bristol to a Brooklyn cat, it means something. Not no Wu-Tang more. Wu-Tang had a record that goes, back on the Ave, Olivonia, Bristol with a mm. pistol, mm. sticking up Pamela and Crystal. You know, if they ever remix that song now, it would probably be Almond Milk 
and pumping nickel bagels. And every black person giving their kids white Brownsville ain't been gentrified. Brownsville's the one no, place that ain't been gentrified. Yeah, Brownsville, it ain't happening that fast. It's mm-hmm. The transition Slowly. is beginning, but trust me, it's not going to happen that fast. Mm-hmm. But they their kids' name not named, what's that, Pamela and Crystal? Yeah. Now they're naming their kids Chloe and Emma, mm-hmm. the black people. That's what's up. So they got to change the whole name. Yeah, the, the thing I want to ask now, Marcus Garvey Village, like what's MGV's place inside Brownsville? Because I tell you what, when, when you see MGV, when, when MGV first got built up, everyone that got to live in MGV got hated on by the rest of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. They looked Why was at, that? They looked at M- because we had backyards and terraces. Mm. And, you know, none of the projects had a backyard. A lot of the duplex, and we had duplex apartments with two floors. Mm-hmm. My my apartment had two staircases, so it was almost like three floors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the rest of Brownsville looked at us like we were more fortunate or something, which was some bullshit. Cause right. It was the same project niggas, and, uh, <laughs> you know, on Section 8. All that right. was still going right. down. So it's just we looked a little, a little nicer. So after a while, you know, we, we had to prove the point of what it was, you know. Right. So I, I'm feeling like, boom, right here, right here from the inception, right here in your own hood, you know, you got to compete with the people who look at you and say, oh, man, you know, you got a duplex. You got you get to see green grass. Yeah. You know, I got to find out. I got to, you know, I got to bring hands to you. I got to find out who you are. So that's that's from the beginning. That's from the gate. I was, and, and I was Puerto Rican. So imagine motherfuckers came at me twice as hard on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't too many Puerto Ricans walking down the block, you know, especially wearing jewelry or, or being fly load out and all that. That wasn't happening too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Another point to make right now is um <laughs> you know boosting gear that that's really the easy part the harder part is bringing it home and keeping it isn't it yeah the harder part is keeping it keeping it they why is that so hard because they take it right off your back right off your head you see your hat oh. that you got on they'd have snatched it off of your hat while you're sitting on the train type shit shout out to midtown manhattan where i grew up yeah, and and even keep your hat on. Even think about, it, I grew up in Coney Island, so you know I remember sneakers. Like when we brought home a pair of sneakers, you used to either have to put them in your backpack or put them in a different bag than so the bag that it came in, it. so nobody would know. You know, a lot, not a lot of people uh, understand that. You know, when I've told them that over the years, but that type of style. But you know, also I want to ask you. I know you got so many AKs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are all the AKs? So people who know uh, or may not know uh, you. I mean, Thurston Howe the third. My name is Big Vic Lowe, right. the Barbarian. It's <laughs> my original low life name. Okay. You know, I got the Barbarian from knocking niggas out. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm the Polo Rican. Mm-hmm. I'm Slobber Ranks from the Spit Squad. Because, <laughs> you know, we got a click in rap called, it was the Spit Squad in yep. the beginning. So I was Slobber Ranks. We had Iceberg Flem, Hawk 2 D2. Like, we had a lot of crazy names. Um, My new name is. Uh, Elmer Flood. Skillionaire. Skillionaire. My man B. Bourne gave me that name, Skillionaire. What what did he mean when he gave you that? I mean, I I put out a lot of albums, and all my albums had a skill title. Mm. Everything I did was based around skill. Whether it was fighting, fucking, robbing, whatever Mm. it was, it had to do with skill. So he used to call me Skillionaire. So, 
you know, because we from poverty, but sure. we was always rich, man. Yeah. Always rich without even knowing it. You know, I heard you say something one time that really, 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 really um, made me think. You were talking about, you know, uh, polo and lowlifes and how some of these people were dipped fresh to death but struggling. But nobody realized that because they look good yeah. or because they had so much polo on them. People just figured what it was, not knowing that these people could have been, you know, section eight, you know, yeah. home struggling. Um, you know, I feel like I adapted a lot of that. Not low like that. I mean, I've I messed with low over the years uh, growing up, but I adapted that just being with sneakers or just being fresh that even like there was times where I would tell people I remember hustling um, and I had everything I had on me. But I'm over there talking all tough. Hustling or pushing? I mean, so I'm, I was pushing rock. Okay, okay. So I just call hustling. Be, at because, time. because understand, uh, uh, Thurston comes from a time when if you was hustling, um, you was standing on the corner, fifty third and third. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying when I was when I, I mean, we could call it a thousand things. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying right. when I was dealing, when, you when was I was getting money, when I was getting money. All right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I used to say like, there's people I know, and I, and I tell people this to this day. Whatever you do, you know, that's up to you. Yeah. But a lot of these kids are selling crack, say, sitting outside the building, looking fresh, but that's all they have on them, the money. So when they get knocked, all they have is an outfit and shoes. Yeah. Nobody to bail them out unless a brother really cares. You know what I mean? So when you said that, uh, you know, about, you know, polo and low life, and, and I, I remember, you know, uh, you know, dudes like robbing other people for low and all that type yeah. of stuff that, you know, that you formed. and Well, not meaning like form like bad stuff like that, but just, just people community coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Th th that's another big point, too. The formation of low lives. I've, I've told people about this before, how incredible it is to take two different groups of kids from Brooklyn, two different neighborhoods. First of all, you can't even get a neighbor. To, you can't even get MGV to come together with the projects in Brownsville. But to take two separate neighborhoods yeah. and bring them together. Well, you know, MGV was always together, too. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I believe SJP was the same way. You know, St. John's Place, they were kids that were up there together. So when Marcus Garvey... We was always a family, everybody, like the whole Marcus Garvey's family. We basically had a reunion the other night, you know, people from 30, 35 years plus, like still together, still family. You know, we always had the camaraderie there, and that's what made us exceptional. And that's why when we got with SJP, it was kind of that easy because, you know, we proved to each other how much trust there was, how much loyalty you know through the struggles the struggles yeah. is what really made mm -hmm. us believe that about each other you know that gave us the strength we needed and, and also i mean just a group of kids who would be willing to leave their neighborhood willing to leave their borough that's very big Incidents, understand something for this time in new york city to leave your neighborhood to leave your borough you had to be official mm -hmm. is is a huge thing and 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 cats used to cats used to look at you like oh you going to the city, and they look at you crazy like yeah. like nah don't go to the cats look at you crazy if you said you was going downtown yeah, but you know what it was we were all we were all hip hoppers man we were all graffiti writers and break dancers as far as Marcus Garvey in the beginning we hit the layups we we bombed the trains mm. we did all that 
early, like, you know, at 12 years old, 13 mm-hmm. years old. I was in the clubs at 13. They wasn't checking your ID at the rock season mm-hmm. when you were 13 and shit like that. As long as you looked old enough, you know, you was able to get in. So we've been venturing off because of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason, just seeking out hip-hop everywhere in its purest form, you know, to see the performances, to bomb the trains, and then when Low Life started to find the clothes, you know. Mm. So Low Life is for, like, polo lovers? Uh, hold on for a second. Thurst has to give you the, the genesis. I do. I need it. Yeah, low I mean, Life I mean, yeah. is, you know, the second syllable of polo, which is low, and then it became life, you know. And Money Holds Clothes, which is something I'm sure you heard of a thousand times, was created by Low Lifes. That theme, that model, and that lifestyle for New York City and then the world abroad. We helped staple a lot of shit that a lot of people emulated, a lot of people lived by, you know what I mean? And other people took what we did as well and they went and influenced the world with it, you know? But we put the Money Holes and Clothes on the map. Way before any rapper that ever came out and all that. Because I wasn't a rapper back in the days either. I was straight on the streets doing whatever I do. You know what I mean? But money, hoes, and clothes. Everybody know what the but fuck low that life, is. But Low Life, you, you, didn't you, aren't you the first one to say? Like, I'm the creator of the name Low yeah, Life. I'm yeah. the one who founded the name Low Life. Just like I'm the one who founded the Brother Low terminologies, the lover, um, one L means with nothing without the other. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I've brought so many different staples to this culture when it comes to low life. Why polo? Like, why not something, like a different clothing line? Like, what about polo is, like, so attractive to you? It was an evolution of fashion. It didn't start with the polo. We took everything else way before polo, and it just evolved into polo because polo was the only brand we saw that was seasonal. Mm. Everybody else would drop some shit Like Lee was the king of New York mm-hmm. At one point If you you know about Lee Jeans Jeans Okay They was the king of New York Everywhere you look Everybody had on Lee Everything That patch with that brand The jacket The you mm-hmm. know The pants All flavors Shell toe So It evolved from Lee To Levi To the guest jean To the Lacoste to the Benetton Benetton. and Mm -hmm. Coca-Cola and all of these things became very colorful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Ralph Lauren was the only one that was giving you massive new logos this next season, massive new designs, like a mad variety. So it made you thirst for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like your favorite drink or your favorite soda, they got different flavors. Ralph Lauren was doing the same thing with the clothing, so it made us become fiends for it, you know, to where we start competing against each other getting it, and who was the flyest or who take the most, you know. It turned into a lot of different things, but it was an evolution of brands. You know, we went through many brands. A lot of people think we only did the polo. Right. We took everything. But you kind of like just stuck with the polo. What about Hilfiger? You fuck with Hilfiger? No, they fuck with Hilfiger hard. They fuck with everything. Okay, but even so, there was like like alleged rumors, there's no confirmation that Tommy Hilfiger and Ralph Lorenz both said that I never they don't saw even that make the clothing for, my, for us. Yeah, I never saw that that article for myself. I've heard about right, it. I've heard, like a, like has anyone, and legend. no one has ever produced that to me to right. actually see it. And Tommy Hilfiger was going around giving all the rappers in the ghetto and all that his clothing. Yeah, so yeah. Grand Poober uh, yep. and him did a 
of a bunch of things. You know, I, I actually well, spoke well, to Grandpa. He saw what happened when Puba had on Polo and was like, shit. I mean, Polo skyrocketed. Again, Puba rocked Polo because when Puba visited the quarters and he saw everybody mm-hmm. in low, he yeah. saw low lights and he saw and he saw the streets rocking low. He was like, shit, this is this is the image I want to translate right. to to the people worldwide. But do you think that, like, you know, that's that's a great question, too, because it's like you think about the low life as a community, right? You think about even yourself, even Dallas, even you know, even your man. You know, you think about, you know, how much you love polo and how much it's a lifestyle. It's more than just the clothes. Mm-hmm. I think that way about sneakers sometimes, bigger than sneakers, you know. But keep in mind, you know, um, did you ever think like that, like, you wanted something out of Ralph Lauren to say something that he cared about. Like, you know, some people like go, because cause the reason why I say that for is you created low life. And mm-hmm. I don't know the reasons you'll tell me why. But uh, I think it's a genius idea that you did that. But, you know, did you ever think like maybe, they, you know, like what she was saying, that they don't appreciate like, you know, people. Like, do they even acknowledge you? They know who the fuck we like, are. Like, is this shirt that you're wearing, is this custom or is this like. This is low life. We got our own brand now. We, we got a oh. low life brand. You know, the whole world acknowledges what we've done by this point, especially the world of fashion. You know, our influence has been documented in so many ways. You know, we there was a point where we were considered the fabled lowlife gang, <laughs> like the Tooth Fairy. Because <laughs> everybody from New York had a story how they seen us someplace doing something, but not everyone got a chance to see it, you know? Right. Because we was on a negative aspect first, straight robbering, straight taking it. All over New York City, and we didn't just take clothes. We took McDonald's. We took. Wait, wait, what do you mean, took McDonald's? <laughs> they snatching whatever you have. You that that polo, Big Macs? That we McDonald's. go behind the counter and pass the food out to each other. <laughs> for real? We didn't pay for nothing. No way. Yo, Thurston, we let me get over large fries. <laughs> yeah, what you want, son? My man and Bar Kim will go behind the counter. What you want, son? Dude? And, the, and the employees pies. are standing there not knowing what the fuck to do. <laughs> no, no, I mean, they knew not to do nothing. Yeah, because, you know, not only that, when we walked in some place, there's 50 or more of us. Oh, my God. Everybody in polo, you know. So we were flies and motherfucker, but niggas was treacherous at yeah, the same yeah. time. We were all dressed up going out to do crime. Yeah, or like graffiti. Let me ask you something, Rustoleum or Krylon? Anything. As fat long cap? as your name you was up. With the fat caps? I made uni markers. Okay, uni yeah. markers. Man. I made uni markers with shoe dye. Yeah. Stole my teacher's erasers yeah. out of school and things like that. A lot and, of drip on that uni marker. I had drips on every fucking piece of clothing I ever had yeah. back <laughs> in then. You know, because the uni dripped. Even with the cap on, it's gonna drip. Even if you, you had the, even if you had the, safe the uni, the uni, the uni, not even uni the custom run drippy. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> put that cap on that uni. It's all it's about marker. safe. Oh, ha. that's what they calling it now. <laughs> listen, Miss Lisa and, and some of the internet are uh, uh, going to school today to learn some things. Most definitely, I'm here. But, that's what's up. When and I want to get back to the, uh, you know um, the inspiration of making low life. But when did uh, when did you take the train for the first time in your life? You know, I was speaking to Dallas, and and and, and it's like funny because you think about somebody like you who ventured, who started so young. Out yeah. in Brooklyn, moving along, you know, like a grown folk. I took when the did trains you the train? early, man. I, For, I probably was taking the trains eight or nine years old yeah. alone. And, and that was common back then in yeah. New York City. Like, I had a lot of, uh, my whole family were gang members, like mm-hmm. the like the movie Warriors. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's how my family looked. So I was going to the Deuce in Times Square 
eight, nine years old. I got pictures, taking pictures with my uncle and all that to go see the karate movie. Mm. So when I'm 11 and 12, I want to go see a karate movie. Mm. I could go by myself. You know, I came from a household where there weren't many restrictions either. I was able to do what the fuck I want at an early age, you know. So I rode the train anywhere I wanted to go at a very young age, man. Shit was crazy. Go what were your parents doing? Like, were they, like, always working? My father was dead and my mother was in jail. Wow. So, I want to so hug it was, a, it was an aunt or a grandma? Was a, or a I lived woman. with my grandmother, you know, a lot. My grandmother, Doña Cuca. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was a hibaro from Puerto Rico and all that. <laughs> Didn't speak English. So that's where I learned all my Spanish. Like, me and Dallas were just speaking up. You know what I mean? So, Dallas was speaking Spanish? Nah, we were no. just speaking on this subject. Oh, I'm about to say, <laughs> he's hiding things. <laughs> no, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, because I, what I was talking to you about was... Um, uh, your appreciation, your your embrace of your Latin heritage, and I wanted to know when that when that surfaced for your life. But so so tell me how you you were really uh, multilingual from the gate, mm. from the gate, from the gate, man. I was raised that way, you know. I, I lived. My my mother was always in prison, right, while I was growing up. So you know, my grandmother would raise me most of the time. But my grandmother was also raising a lot of grandchildren Aww. that were being left behind and stuff like that. So there were times where I had to go live with whoever had a bed available in their house within my family. So I got to live with a bunch of different members of, of my family that was all crazy motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> all kind of different levels of crazy you can't imagine. You know what I mean? So I was able to absorb so many different personalities of gangsters drug addicts, dope fiends, and I saw this everywhere I went. It wasn't like I saw anything different in a different household. It was the same motherfucking routine. Did you feel like that was home? Like, you know, being able that you were moving around like that? Did you ever feel like at a young age that, like, oh, this is my home? Nah, I just felt like the whole world was like that. Yeah. I didn't know it was different because everywhere I went, everybody was shooting dope. Mm-hmm. So Everybody's if you wasn't in that kind father. of surrounding, what do you think you would aspire to be? Like, if you were just, like, an everyday kid in middle America, what would you have wanted to be? Like, a firefighter, a doctor, and, like, if it wasn't gangsters around you? I, if if I didn't see all that, I would have probably been a drug addict, too. Oh. Because mm-hmm. I witnessed so much drugs, I never touched them. Right. You know, they all these things served a purpose for my life. I never looked at them like they were negative forms because they guided me to the right path. Mm. You know, so I'm thankful for what I got to see. And, and, you know, it hurt me as a kid and things like that, you know. But as I got older, I understood the purpose it served. So I'm grateful. What caused you to shift from being the the gully, everybody, McDonald's is on me, to now doing the right thing? The consequences. So you went to jail? Many times. Oh. So the consequences... And then the people I met during my consequences, mm. these people were the people who taught me the right way in all the wrong places. I yeah. learned yeah. what to do right mm. yeah. from all these gangster killers, niggas tell me, yo, young blood, don't do that. Stop being that way. I never forget this. This my dude, Kurt. He was up north with me in Ogdensburg. You know, I haven't seen Kurt ever since then. He always used to tell me, yo, man, you know, you respond to things in only two ways. You know, you think from A to B. You got to think from A to Z. Mm. 
there are a lot of different options for what you how you want to answer that problem. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had two options. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab you. I'm, mm-hmm. It was always the same motherfucking shit. But people like Kurt helped to open my mind and show me other ways. You know, there's so many different answers to that one problem or that one solution. You know what I mean? That is so wild to grab that Zen inspiration in jail. Yeah, yo, I met some of the most intelligent people I ever met in my life in jail. Mm-hmm. They were all probably fucked up from drugs and things like that, which is what messed their lives up. But mentally, being in jail where they don't have their drugs and all that, you show wisdom. them at their sharpest, you know what I mean? Clarity. Yep. Incredible clarity. And it was serious. I say that all the time. You know, um, I did three years. I have been in, I was in and out many years ago, but I did three years. That's the biggest stretch I did. And I tell people all the time, some of the most talented people are in yeah. jail. Some of the most creative artists. I used to send, like I tell people, I used to send soaps home that made the into carvings, hearts and carvings. carvings yeah. Even handkerchiefs. like hang- and yep. all that, right? And the handkerchiefs I used to send to my mother, number one mom. You know, a number one aunt, number one grandmother, and and I always felt like, yo, honestly, this should, like, this arts and crafts should be in, in, when in I, prison. When I was growing up in my grandmother's house, you know, I had a lot of uncles. Like, my mother had like ten brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. All my uncles was in prison, mm-hmm. so my grandmother's house was filled up with those prison glass frames with the aluminum yeah, foil yeah. in them. <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> every er, there were there were those frames were everywhere. So me growing up. You know, I knew what they were. I knew my uncles was in prison, but I ain't fully understand it until I got there myself. Yeah. And start seeing motherfuckers making them and, you know, and I could honestly say that a lot of that shit was made from the heart. Mm. So it, it made me rethink about how I looked at all my uncle's paintings and all that. That nigga sent that shit from the bottom of his heart. Mm-hmm. So that shit was, it, it meant a whole different thing to me. You know what I mean? You know, even moving over to, uh, I guess, moving over to a slow motion life where you're like, you know, not getting in trouble no more and learning how to stay out of like, you know, like harm's way. You know, I heard you say before that you're a businessman now, you know, and people look at you different. People you're doing deals with. You know, sometimes I I, I look at that and I say to myself, you know, how, how do you get through those, you know, politics type style and also not thinking that everyone's trying to okie doke on you or, you know, because keep in mind. For someone like me, and even though someone like you, when you walk through that yard, you may hang out with somebody, and you can't even trust them sometimes. That'd be the same person that just stick you in the yard, or or, or 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 just some fucked up shit. So I feel like when I came home, and I always felt this way, just growing up in my neighborhood, it was hard for me to trust people later on without thinking that they were up to something, or thinking that it was an okie doke. So when you move into business, you know, some funny shit sometimes. And you get, and Dallas always speaks to me about this, about learning how to become more of a better politician. Like, how the hell did you transition to that? Because I know you got the, I seen you with uh, Willie Esco yeah. in uh, um, Agenda a couple of times, you know, doing, like, you know, you got a business now, a couple yeah, of things. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's the same rules, man, that were going on in the streets. So, mm. give a fuck about your paperwork, man. Yeah. You know? Love is love, you know? I'm a man, I treat you with respect. I shake your hand, I give you my word. Mm. My word is a thousand percent. Anybody who knows me will tell you that. What's your sign? I'm, I'm a Capricorn, and today's my motherfucking birthday. Oh, really? No, your get birthday? the fuck out of here. Well, at midnight Happy is my birthday. birthday. Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's let right. Ma- let Marilyn Monroe finish the song. <laughs> to you. Okay, 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 okay. Happy birthday. 
birthday, Polo Rican. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. In- Internet Thursday ain't even going to have to slide up in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. He, he gonna do it live. You see, Mister with a polo headband, <laughs> after this. and that's it. Polo down to the socks, just socks and but, a birthday suit, just socks. So, so uh, kind of jumping, jumping around a little bit. Um, you told me one time about the story of you coming home from jail, and and the trajectory that you were on after that last jail trip, mm-hmm. where where you found you found a gig at MTV. Well, um, I actually um. Went through a process before I got the gig. You know, after my last stretch, you know, my mind opened up a little more, like I said, because of the brothers I met and all of that. So I was put on a work release program to where I was put in several different alternative to violence programs. All, all my history was violence and shit like that. So um, I was put in the Jim Brown program. It was a foundation for social change. Mm. Uh I was facilitated by a brother named David Bryson, Dahu. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was somebody who kind of mentored me as well through the program. So when I graduated the program, at our graduation dinner, he approached me and asked me to be the facilitator for the program That's after dope. my graduation because I really involved myself with the program when I got in it. You know, for one I mandatorily had to be in the program or I go back to jail. Right. So I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to waste no mother. I'm going to do what I got to do and be a part of this. Right. So I guess I applied myself so much, they offered me the job. Not only that, I'm still a prisoner. So this job helps me keep my freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got hit at the parole board with two years while I'm working. So the fact that I had this job allowed me to stay on that work release program for more than two and a half years. That's so dope. Right? So in the process of the program, some other people intertwined to offer me help Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know. People in other states, there's a woman in California called Dorothy Thompson. She had a program called the Streetlights Production Assistant Program. It helped ex-cons, ex-gang members... X whatever. Do PA work? Do PA to work do for PA film PA projects? Work for okay. free. So they offered okay. me to go work at MTV for free. Really? Yep. That free day turned into 10 years. Wow. Wow. You, you know just walked mean? in with your resume? I walked in. Everybody knew I was from jail. It wasn't no secret. Not only I was as big as a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? 23 years. You that dips? 23 years old, arms barely fitting in my shirt. Pull-ups. Everything. You know, I used to motherfucking bench press the double bunks with niggas on them. <laughs> no <laughs> bullshit. And did you do diamond push-ups too? I did everything. Okay. So, again, yeah. you, so, so you were in, ten, it turned into 10 years. So, you know, um, like I said, through Dorothy Thompson and through David Bryson, I got into MTV and MTV helped change my life and send me down a different path, man. All the people at MTV on it, pro... Everybody knew I came from prison in there, and they showed me so much trust. They showed me so much, like, everybody was doing something to help change my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was a freelance worker. You know, freelance, mm-hmm. you you know, it's hard to get that next I worked every single day. That's mm-hmm. so dope. Freelancing, you know, that's kind of unheard of. That's you're and a I'm a jail nigga. Yeah, but yeah. you're a Capricorn. Y'all work hard. It's Capricorn. That's why you're single. 
Well, we'll get to we'll get to that later for you. What 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 uh what were some of the things you he did over there? Later for you. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, no. I'm saying we we about to change Miss Lissa's name yeah. to Thirst. Yeah, yeah. Thirst. Whoa, whoa, Thirst whoa, 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 Slow up. Slow whoa. up. Slow it's because well, I know you. that about Capricorns. Capricorns they don't easily get into relationships because they're so focused on their career and they're always thinking about the next goal and the next goal and the next goal it has nothing to do with being thirsty and everything to do with being observant we get that rice and gandules for you relax okay okay, okay. Yeah. you like plantains like rocks okay Kick one. um <laughs> <laughs> yo what did you do uh over the 10 year stretch what did you do there Oh, he's talking well, that jail talk. He had a job. No, I mean no, at MTV. He's about MTV. Job. MTV. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I started as a production assistant. Um, my first day when I went to work there, they asked me to show up at the Viacom building mm-hmm. at like five o'clock in the morning outside. Right? <laughs> my first day. So, when uh, it was a lady named Benita Husbands. Mm. Uh, you know, as soon as she showed up, I said. You know, I don't know what to do. Just tell me what to do. She said, don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll just be here, help out, whatever. We got in the van, and we went to the Hamptons, to the MTV Beach House. What? For my first motherfucking day. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm a nigga from jail like this. Like, <laughs> like you see all this shit going on? I didn't know what to do. But all I did was stay alert and paid attention. Mm. And I remember it rained that day while... The shoot was happening on the beach, right? So all I remember is there was a lot of equipment laying out on the sand and stuff, and it's pouring. I'm running, picking up the equipment, taking it under the shelter, you know, to the point where my clothes were so soaked I had to take them off, and they put them in a dryer. But at least I got to show I came to work. I came to participate and help, and then... That transitioned into everything. Like I, I learned production management. Mm-hmm. I learned art department. I learned how to build sets. If you see my house, my house is a set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I do this shit on a regular. That's why I got so many films and all that now because I'm so self sufficient. My main, my main shit was that production management and scheduling. I learned how everything happens according to the clock Mm. and that the clock is God. Mm. You follow that clock, you get everything done, especially when you can pinpoint how you want to do your shit. That's why, you know, when I shoot a video, I shoot three videos at once. I'm paying for a crew. I'm going to organize my schedule to where phew, I'm going to pull off everything with this sure. motherfucking budget, you know? And, and I like that. Were you ever late? Because, I mean, never. anytime I fuck with you, you've never been late. Never one time. Never and late. I, just like we was, we, you know what time we got here today? Early. Like 6 o'clock. Really? Yeah. And you're like six. a military motherfucker. Yeah, because that's how it happens for drama, too. I'm not going to be late. Sure. I'm going to be the nigga where you don't expect. I'm out there sitting waiting for you to come to work. Sure. Or well, you know he's ready to fucking he's ready to fucking take take us out, Dallas. What the fuck you bringing here? Nah, but you know we went across the street to the Chinese restaurant. Okay, okay. We had some soup. Nice. And you know we sat down and well, uh, before we were coming up, we were like five minutes and we had to go back to the car. And I told my brother Low Rudy, okay, go to the car on your own. I'm gonna go upstairs because I don't want to be late. Absolutely. Right or wrong, Rue. You have and, a, you have a lot of family in in Miami, right? Massive family, right? Yeah. Now, did you visit them at a young age? Yes. And the reason why I say that for is because a lot of us New York cats, particularly growing up in Brooklyn, if you didn't have somewhere to go outside of, like, 
you know, you just stuck. You just a regular neighborhood dude, stayed around the neighborhood. But having somewhere to go, I know that helped a lot of people. That's why I wanted to know, like, did that help you by having a chance to get out of Brooklyn? Somewhat. I mean, my family are all from New York and mm-hmm. Brooklyn and all that, mm-hmm. even the ones that are in Miami, my grandparents. My father died when I was three years old, right? My father overdosed. My grandparents left New York City after my father's death and went to Miami. That was their reason for leaving, get the fuck out of New York. So I started visiting Miami maybe by seven, eight years old, and I consistently went back and forth throughout my life. But Miami at that point was just as bad as New York. (laughs) So it's not like you went to a better place because... Them motherfuckers was crazy as yeah. hell and all that out there. At the that kilos time. were probably cheaper, maybe. No, I don't know nothing about okay. no drugs. Okay, my bad. Like I said, <laughs> I ain't I ain't use no drugs and I ain't sell no okay, drugs okay. because of what I seen. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's that's crazy too that you didn't fall into into any kind of drug life. You you were literally able to avoid it throughout. Just just with the mind of the things you saw around you. And and some kind of incredible focus. I, I hated always, I hated drugs, man. I always applaud you for for the focus that you had to put out all of those albums, all those albums consistently. And then not only that, but but create a video series. Which I mean, now you turn on on a television, and you see like Viceland, and that kind of content, which you were doing ten years ago, and it was wild, subversive, like oh, jail recipes. Like I mean, this is this is mainstream now, yeah. and and you've been you've been lifting this rock for how many years for it to go mainstream, and now here you are. Same Salute the with, fact that you're here right now. Yeah, same you, thing man. with Low Life. Same thing with I'm Low here Life because of Dallas. Though, same right thing. Now, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck us. Okay. Nah, but yeah, I'm, love I'm playing love, around. Playing around. Yeah, you know, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, but 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 you know, having said that, even like Low Life, that's something that you know you help. I want to get back to Low Life for a second because you spoke about the not the boost in there, but the the time where you said that like everybody wasn't doing the right thing, but then there was a time where you said that you moved past that. Yeah, and every and everybody did the right thing along with me. Yeah, how many how many people you would say uh, of the low life community? I mean, not going over the world that you knew in the beginning. I never have a number. There were so many low lifes I never met. Yeah, because we were two different sides. Yeah, so there were many low lifes on that side who I never seen before. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how big we were. You know. But that was real serious. And and who was some of the low lifes over the years that you looked up to in the sense of like collections and pieces and things that you know? I mean, that really have proven themselves to I be. I mean, I looked up to the gangster low lifes. I ain't give a fuck about nobody polo shit. Like yeah. you know, the the low lifes that looked up to low, they looked up to the gangsters. The shit that was gangster about it. The clothes was just one aspect. It was your uniform or whatever. But you know, there's there's low lifes like G. George, Frankie Boo. Big Boo, Boosting Billy, mm-hmm. Disco, Rudy Low, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's so many that held the name down that made people respect it. Not because they was fly or they had clothes, because they show you we not motherfucking playing. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The ones who walked through jail wearing all that polo shit sure. and came out of jail with more polo than they walked in with, you know? Mm. Like, it was to that extent. It was that serious. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, listen, you know, it, hard body. Yeah, I mean, people. Some people. People had low. That's funny thing because I know back in the day, where from what I remember, people would get low, whether they get it from you, or they just get it from the store. You right. know what I'm saying? Like people would take other people. But but, I, but I'm just telling you that again, it's not a, a matter of acquiring it. Mm. It's the matter of keeping it mm. and keeping and how it, you rock it. And mm-hmm. keeping it under everybody don't rock it the same. You can yeah. wear the same outfit as me. You're gonna look totally different. Yeah. You know we added that that ex- the hood swag to it. Yeah. You know like if you know um Ralph Lauren didn't cater to us, mm-hmm. so we developed it in the way we wanted it to look. Then all those designers that came after that, they were catering. The mm-hmm. ones that were following what we were doing. They started catering to the audiences, copying and emulating like that who, kind who of you stuff. Say? There was a lot of them. Tommy, for instance, he yeah. was one of them. What about Carl Kanai? Uh, very much different. Carl Kanai's style was different, man. Yeah. He, he brought a different patterns, different he didn't, he didn't try to emulate yeah. nothing about Ralph Lauren. You know, he was doing what the streets were doing. What'd you, you think know? of uh, cross colors? I I feel like cross I feel like Carl Kanai was, cool. was was kinda came from like the guest vein. Which was yep. like, a, like yep. denim products, yep. um, like a lot of like a lot of jean yeah, products. In, in, in um, that, you know, that's a good point. Came, the only, came the, from that cut. The only thing is the logo. You know, he kept a like, guest was very simple with that. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. It's amazing how time just moves and evolves. Because I remember when that guest, that square guest in the back of the pocket meant the triangle, know, that triangle, the triangle, the triangle, yeah, that triangle. This fucking wine's getting to me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al, you drunk? Pass it over here. <laughs> no, I'm not drunk. But um, not when it meant to everything, you know. And then now, now, you you, you might have had that square guest patch because you, you got the canal <laughs> that was the jeans. One. You got the canal, the bandulu. <laughs> but what about what about you had, chaps? You had the square guest patch. Oh. What about chaps? chaps Hell no. Could have nah, nah, had see, a polo people, shirt. People keep but, but that was bullshit. We was touching shirt. chaps too. Mm-hmm. Everything was a goal when it came to the low shit. It wasn't about. The chaps, or it was about how it looked. Chaps and had how a good you put that shit shirt. together. Yeah, I used to fuck with chap shirts yeah. a lot. What yeah, about that know. fake polo, Uspa? Well, they have a store. What's it no, called? USPA. Yeah, Uspa. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how. What's the, what's the problem with USPA? Because I know, you know, obviously, people who know or people who are listening who may not know. You know, USPA people. Some people. There's a couple of things. Some man. people think one, it's polo. They do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of America thinks it's polo. USPA has an outlet in every motherfucking mill now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They popping. They trick What's that. wrong with it? They got two dudes on a horse, man. Two dudes on, on one, one horse. horse. Yeah. That's <laughs> super suspect, man. That's it right there. Something is it's wrong over. with that picture. It's, man. Over, it's over right hey, there. Hey, listen. No, it 20, it's 2017. No shots <laughs> to anybody who, who has two dudes on a horse. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs> yeah, just don't come. But you know what? Like, let me tell you what's real shit. This is what low life's me. We, it's not about the polo. Mm. It's mm. about the brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. This is an example of what that is. I remember going to functions... And we go to a low life function in Miami, mm. and like five dudes will show up wearing USPA. Jump them. Nobody would ever say anything, mm. or to make them brother feel less than. Mm. We go to the low life barbecue in New York. My uncle shows up USPA down, down sneakers, shirt. What the fuck? <laughs> Nobody says anything. Mm. Because it's really not about the clothes. Mm. What low lights were. Yeah, we put the fashion shit and all that together. But it's about the love and the loyalty, the camaraderie. It was way more. And those are examples that show people 
that it didn't really matter. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you asked, did motherfuckers ever want acknowledgement or any, like, yo, a fucking birthday card from Ralph? And and honestly, no. <laughs> Ralphie live shits? No, no, no one never wanted anything from Ralph because you had already repurposed this shit for for your lifestyle. Yeah. I, I just remember seeing um, print ads and and different like like back then in the department stores they'd have a this big picture somebody in a ski jacket at a lodge and, and or doing some other shit and when you put this shit on you was like oh shit I can ski now yeah or you put on some nautical shit and it's like yeah. oh shit I can fucking I know the difference between the Megan mast and the jib and the mm-hmm. and the stern like like you knew shit when you put on this this costume that was so authentic to whatever sport or whatever even with feli we all look like we were playing tennis yeah we wore feli hard body like that or or, or look like a gangster when you had that velour tracksuit i mean that was more for the italians (laughs) and howard beach and all that yeah yeah yeah. you know in brooklyn feli was massive like do you ever fuck with sergio tacchini of course let me tell you something they made some when they started putting out the colorways they was rocking at the same time as feli yep yep Feel I just had more longevity. You know what me. I liked about Sergio Tacchini? A, a, a lot of their suits weren't like velour, like Feli. So when yeah, I used to smoke, both. I used to smoke uh, uh, cigarettes or brisk ones back in the day, and I used to get all uh, burned the fuck out of my wow. Feli. But the Sergio Tacchini, you put a hole in it, you can't even see it. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something funny. Usually, if you burning your shit, it's because you nodding out, man. That's <laughs> how. I, that's all I remember, motherfucker. When I seen the burn Don't holes on suit, dudes is nodding out. That's how they was motherfucking burning up. Yeah, she see her, huh? That's a good stuff. That's that beyond good. Yeah. That beyond. That's that Beyonce. That Beyonce. Beyonce. You know what? Let's, let's take that's a break. Hard. That's a hard. That's let's a hard take line. a break. We won't come back. Listen, there's a, a bunch of things we want to go over before we end this episode. I definitely want to hear about, uh, you know, I know you battled a bunch of people. Yeah. I want to hear about more about the low life and then plus shit, shit you got going on. Well, I mean, we haven't even opened up. We haven't really opened up. The uh, music. Your music. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? When we come back. We're going to have you battle right. Pete. Ow. <laughs> Hell no. I don't spit no bars. Don't worry. But spit the, struggle, spit the wine. Struggle bars. Internet. Thurston Howell III is in the building. Yeah. Miss Listen knows. Dallas Penn. Premium Pete Show. Be right back. And yeah. it's his birthday, so Cheer. put your birthday suit on it and come back. Wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. Cheer. Internet, you already know this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel. We appreciate them, and we know you appreciate them, too. And I'm I'm almost positive this ain't the first time you're hearing their ad because you know why they're putting out official product. And if you have a beard or you have a goatee, a mustache, or even a lady looking to shave her underarms or the, or if your box out here woo! looking like Heathcliff, head over to getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Find out what discounts they got for you. Trust me, they got you covered. Women, men, anybody. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Now let's get back to the show. Ow. Cheer. Internet, and we're back. I tell you, when we were on break, Dallas was talking to uh, Thurston Howe about. Um, a, now, what was it? You did a song with Eminem, or you did a battle? Tell us about. Take us through that moment where you were just talking about. Nah, I did a song with Eminem. Watch these. Um, DJ Spinner produced it. It was actually for his project. So he hollered at us. M was in town at the time. You know, we were both emerging underground artists and things like that. So we, me and M. We're both broke that day, scraping up pennies, going into the liquor store to get a little bottle. You know what I mean? A little bottle of what? What were you drinking? I don't know. I don't even. I think we were drinking Thunderbird, Southern, Southern Comfort that day or some <laughs> shit. At least not Cisco. Yeah. Oh, I'm the Cisco kid from '86. <laughs> I, 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 I have my Cisco crack. session. But um, 
you know, we went in there, we did the session. Um, I went first on the song. Okay. We both came with our verses. You mm. know what I mean? M had a verse. I had a verse. We laid. I laid my verse down. M started laying his verse down after me, and then he stopped and he went in and redid his verse. He rewrote it on the spot, though. You know, he some was nice. He used to write on the spot, get busy and do that. Yo, Eminem used to come to my projects in Brownsville to rhyme with me. For real? Yeah, this nigga used to come to Brownsville two, three in the morning and hang out all night with Paul Rosenberg. Damn. People don't know is that Paul used to motherfucking rhyme up in the crib with us. Really? <laughs> Paul That's, Bunyan? Paul, Paul Bunyan. Bunyan was rhyming. <laughs> the Detroit Red Wing fan? He loves the Red Wings. He Wings. was rhyming. Paul was actually my attorney at the time. Wow. Because he was an attorney before he was the manager. for. So he was my attorney and M's attorney. You know, so he was shopping and pushing us at the same time. Then did you see what, you know, that he could become what he is today? Did you see that back then? Yes, yes, yeah. totally, 100%. Is is there a reason, true. like, is something that stuck out to you that you felt that way? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a true hip-hop nigga who knows skill. Mm -hmm. the, the boy skill had you there? The boy had the skill. It was no, it was no fake shit. Mm. Straight skill. I respect skill. I'm all about the skill. Mm. He had it. He possessed it. You know, like I listen to your verse on Watch These, and I'm and I'm counting the polysyllabic words that you have in it, and I'm like, oh shit, you know, thirst is, you know, he he put some shit down polysyllabic, and, and then as M he uh, starts stuff. his verse, right in 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 the first line, he's like, yo, boom, hitting pharmacists, hitting whose arm is this? Cutting off the pharmacist, yeah, hit like three joints in, in his first sentence, and I was yeah. just like, oh shit, he's. You know, I, I like that jousting that yeah. was going on. You know what I mean? That, that, I mean, that's just classic hip-hop where people are, uh, are pushing back on each other. M's like, oh, oh, you want to do that? You want to rhyme yeah, like that? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to rhyme like that. Oh, you want to be crazy? Oh, yeah, you yeah. you want to talk crazy? We was always on that crazy shit, man. That's my whole shit. I'm a crazy motherfucker, son. <laughs> you know, I just got older. I'm, old, I'm matured. You know what I mean? Niggas mm -hmm. is pushing 50 now. Oh, so, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Hey, listen. Shit. When you're Puerto Rican, it it, it doesn't it yeah, doesn't always good. look don't like worry. that. Don't worry, the black don't crack. And, and not only that, but when you're Puerto Rican, you're allowed to be crazy into your sixties yeah, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so. the women still love you into your seventies. Absolutely. <laughs> now, there's also some other people that you not only did songs with, but I remember hearing that you battle like isn't. I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Like battling or just doing shit with Buster. Yeah. yeah. Who else? I, I Jay? battle Buster. I battle Jay. Uh, who else? Tell us way. how the Jay Jay Z battle went down. Well, you know, remember I said I worked at MTV. Okay, so I had access to anybody who come through. Mm. So you know, I was I was down with all the PAs. So you know, we all on walkie. So whenever a rapper is coming any in any production we doing, they let me know. Yo, shh, Coolio's coming in the building <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm like, where? Well, I right, he's headed to the elevator. I go to the elevator. Here go Coolio with a whole bunch of West Coast dude. I get on the elevator with them. Yo, what's up, Coolio? You want to battle? What? Coolio starts spitting. <laughs> so we going back and forth on the elevator. Yo, I, I had so much respect for Coolio after that. Day. Really? Showed me he a real MC. He bowed it. You know what I mean? So that was how I had access. So Jay came to many MTV events, and I will always step to him. Yo, Jay, what's up? Let's battle. He'd be like, man, you ain't got nothing for me, man. Like, you know, he would never battle me. I guess, you know, he see me working. He don't know who I am. He don't know my status. He don't know nothing. <laughs> so 
when I made my first demo, and I mean I stepped to Jay at least two, three times. But when I made my first demo, I probably went up and ran up in every um, record label there, there was in one day. So I ran up in Rockefeller as well. Mm-hmm. This was when Rockefeller first formed. This is like 96, 97. So when I went in, Jay was in there. So, you know, he took my package and all that. And at the same time, you know, he talked to me for a little while. And he walked me out to the elevator while I was leaving. Mm. So when he walked me out, I ain't asked him to battle this time because, <laughs> you know, he'd been turning me down. I just spit at him. He had to come back. Mm. So he got on the elevator with me, too. And we going, we going down, just going back and forth. You know what I mean? So He's not new to the elevator. Nah, Good night. Nah. That's real. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Nigga got murked twice in the elevator. <laughs> nah, but Jay got busy, man. Jay show is not a game. Like any real motherfucker who litters is going to hold their ground, you know. And that's what I respect. These are real people of the culture. Mm-hmm. The same with Buster. How'd that? How'd that go down with Buster? Well, you know, I used to go to the tunnel, the club, mm-hmm. every week. At first. I used to go to the tunnel just to get chicks and jewelry. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Wait, so, not your jewelry, right? Yeah, it was my jewelry. Okay. After he walked out, shit. <laughs> I, I just guess. like so, it's my I hair guess. when I walk out the hair supply store. It's mine. True. Okay. So, you know, it got to the point when I started rapping, I never went inside the tunnel anymore. Mm. I would just drive up there with my truck, open the back door, let the system play, and wait for rappers to come. Any famous rapper coming out, I'm forcing you to battle me. You got to battle me because you're not going to be able to walk away from me. So I'm driving around one day. There's no rapper, so I just start driving around. So I'm at a red light, and Buster pulls up right next to me at a red light. And I see him. I'm like, yo, yo, Buster, you want to battle? And nigga said, what? I said, pull over. He said, no, right here. He starts spitting <laughs> out the window of the car. There was mad traffic, backed up. The light turned from red to green, and we still he's still going at it. So after that, we pulled over and went at it for like an hour and a half. Damn. And then the next day, Buster was taking me to all the labels, man. He took That's me so to Electra. You know, he, he was showing me his new project. This when he had Wu-Ha coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he even extended his hand for me, you know, to try to help me. To make some things happen, man, because I guess, you know, he believed in what he saw that night. Respected that. You know, it's funny when you say that because, you know, I've I've been around Buster a couple of times and, 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 you know, I, I exactly see that. Right off the jump of what you're saying, because he's like that dude where, like, I think if you convinced him or or you did something yeah. like, you know, show and prove, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who, any 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 other body else that you were rocking with that you can remember? Everybody, like that you love. One of your like I, I, I best story. I stepped to Ra. Really? When he, you know, I'm MTV man. Okay. Everybody comes through. I get access. I stepped to Ra. Spit. He ain't spit back. Mm. Rock you know him. what I mean? Rock yeah. him. I stepped to Melly Mel. You know what I mean? I, I stepped Fat Joe at the tunnel. He was like, lean you know, back. Joe just listened to me rhyme the whole time. You know, uh, he just listened to me rhyme. But I was just approaching everybody. Remember, before I was battling, I was robbing. Sure. So my approach was the same. Exactly. So it's like, you don't know what I'm up to when I'm asking you to battle. So, you know, motherfuckers think, you're going to stay here and battle me because mm-hmm. I'm not playing. Have you ever encountered 50 Cent? No, never. That's the only, like I would love to see that you try and make him battle. He like no, you like yes, you a thug. He scared. I already know. So my head down. 
then y'all gonna battle. Now, was it also somebody that you like sought off to 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 go after to to battle? Like somebody that, that you really wanted to battle? Well, I used to go to projects to battle things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we used to jump in my truck at times, and you know, New York is a hip hop place, man. It's a sure. religion here. Absolutely. Motherfuckers is rhyming on corners everywhere. Mad niggas knew I was on that battle shit. They'll call me, yo, niggas is over here. Marcy rhyming. The ba- coming right now, son. Yo, niggas over here. Tilden rhyming. Yo, niggas. In va-. I would go and I would re- literally get in ciphers and battle 20, 30 motherfuckers by myself. Because, you know, I'm off the head as well as written. So mm. you're never going to get a chance to say a rhyme. Mm. I'm going to hit you with so many punchlines back to back to back to back to back. You're gonna walk away after, you know. That's how that's how it went down. Yo, I, I wish used to do that video, at the Rock man. Steady. I, wish I got many videos, especially the Rock Steadies. Okay. When I first started, I was going to the Rock Steadies, just shutting shit down as well. You know what I mean? Are they still up on YouTube right now? Nah, some of them are just in my files. Man, you for, gotta put them back up. And you nah, said I that. never put them out. Some of them are in my files for the docs and all that. You, you know? mean put them back Thursday? Okay. Just throw yeah. it out. Huh? Just throw it out. I mean, I throw out so much yeah, already. It's some stuff it. I could, I could I hold on see. to. Yo, now, now with the uh, Tony Touch and the fifty MCs that he's done. Now you, you spit on that in Spanish. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, I would love to hear a Spanish uh, verse. Dame For real? Espacio. Yeah. For real? Carajo, te ploto el catajo. You know the tate quieto always by mi lado. Way cintura, benita cintura, si me dicen repiten, want my cake with tuna. Ventido tan chiquito, te lo pongo en la nariz. Date quieto, not inventes, solo para mí. Unido por cultura que aguanta en la lucha, siempre canta si te gusta, from the salsa to the Tupac. Woo, dale! Si tu quieres este coma, toma! Si tu quieres este coma, toma! You know what that means, right? No, no. If, if you want to get eaten, you know, you go, yeah, you know that. Open them legs, baby, toma! I'ma make that thing. All I know, all I know back in the days in Spanish is this when they used to say, esta loca! Yeah. Esta loca, dale, wey. I mean, that bitch is crazy. Yeah. That, that, some dig up in there. That's what that, that's what that means. Nah, man. That's but, the difference. Like, with Spanish, like, songs, it could be a song that in English it always sounds weird. Like, there's a song about Pecao. That's definitely burnt rice. And it's like, that's like, yeah, yeah. Pecao. Pecao. That's my shit. I've been yo, in there this Pecao also, also means close. Like, you on me. Like, oh. you Pecao, you right on me. So, oh. when you grinding, that's what Pecao, you, you right on top, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it meant that it was hard like the rice at the bottom of the pan. But you like go the with rice that. on the bottom of the pan. <laughs> we go with that's, 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 <laughs> I thought that was going on. I, I think different cultures <laughs> so call it like, different things. Because like right I've heard now, that word huh? as well. I think it's Dominicans maybe or Cubans that say Kong Kong. Oh, okay. But back to Tony, uh, the 50 MC. Tony always showed me love, man. He was one of the rappers who was on or whatever that always reached out to me on all his projects because nobody else really fucked with me too much. Yeah, yeah. And Tony always showed me the love on some Puerto Rican shit, sure, on sure, some whatever. Sure. We always interacted. Anytime I reached out for him, he always held me down. Just like tonight, he's DJing the party tonight okay. with Red Alert. We it's going to be crazy. Yeah. You now, now, did you and him ever have a, any type of float at the Puerto Rican Day Parade? Not me personally. Okay. I'm sure Tony's done all okay. that, man. You know. Now, you never got involved with the Puerto Rican Day Parade? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I'll be out there, but you know. Yo, I'll tell you one thing. You know what? Let me tell you. People have hollered at me to come on the float. Mm-hmm. And they always tell me, just me alone. 
You know I come with a thousand sure, sure, black sure, sure. motherfuckers. I'm from Brownsville. Oh, they don't so, want all that brown in they You know, I, I'm not going to go up there and I'm not with my people. My people's ain't who my color is. Sure, my people is absolutely. who my people are that's dear to my heart. So. You got to go to African American Day Parade with that nonsense. You ain't going to bring that to the Puerto Rican No, no, no. You, no, you got to go that to the, the festival. <laughs> the festival here. on 110th, man. Well. Puerto Rican Day Parade is washed now, man. <laughs> yeah, you know why it's washed? Because they keep you cornered. In perimeters, you can't move about. Right, they got everybody penned in. They got yeah. everybody penned in. And, and then they in. kill your phones. Yo, when, when, when All you, your phones don't work over there. Oh, get out of here. They, they, yes, oh, they service, like that really? for a long time. Oh, they started no, doing nobody that? Nobody gets served. It's been like that for more than five years. Oh, I, yeah. I ain't been on my creep shit for a minute. Yeah, 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 me too. After they threw the water on the women, I've never even thought about going. Because that was the only year I was about to go to the wow. parade. And then they just started dousing hoes. Like, ha. Ah, yeah, but there's some. Be, uh, Puerto Rican parade always uh, um, house some of the most beautiful Puerto Rican women, man. Like I, I, I loved going there. Like I went there once. Came man, I said, "Listen, I found a couple girls." I said, "I married a Puerto Rican girl wow. the year after," <laughs> and then I divorced her two years after. Wow. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yo, when you were doing like promos and pushing, I know I've heard before, like that you went up like with Star and Buck Wild. Then you like yeah. try to like give him some promo stuff and DJ enough. How did that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a hungry artist at the yeah. time. I'm, How was Star in them? Star was cool. Mm. Star showed me massive love, you know what I mean? Um, same with Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, you mm. know? The thing about me, I'm very persistent in what I'm doing, so I would just go to their fucking shows four or five in the morning when they walking in the door with the demo or with the promo and hand it to them, you know? The, it's going to speak for itself. Sure. Hey, I made this for you, or, you know, if you want. The first one I ever did was for Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, you know, the morning show. I did a bunch of morning shows, promos for them. And I went out there, like I said, 4 or 5 in the morning, handed it over. Three, four days later, I'm hearing that shit. You know, I'm giving them something yeah. that's pertaining to their show, a yeah. real promo. Yeah, sure. I'm really following, you know, the format yeah, of the, the show line, and, yeah. and the themes and all of that. So the same with Star and Buck Wild. Hit them off, showed me love. Uh, DJ Enough. Yeah, DJ Enough. Hit them yeah. off, you know, they showed me love because... I didn't make the promo about me. I made the promo about them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what a promo is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's a commercial for his commercial for you. Due yeah. diligence, of course. Word to mother. Let's let's fast forward. Let's let's jump right now to low life brand. <clears throat> I gotta say that the the Unicrest, man. If I gotta get rid of everything, wow. Only thing I want is is my Uni ski jacket. Wow. If I gotta get rid of everything, wow! Because that right there is the definition for me. And what everybody went through to get that, to keep that, to be that, and how you can see that, like like I can see you right now, you two blocks down, yeah. And I can see you in this piece right now, wow! And especially with the with the uni crest on your on your chest, it's just it, it's like, man, listen, like th this was us dressing like Superman. Yeah, this was us dressing like 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 a superhero. Um, so low life brand. I mean, you're working on doing the same thing that that Polo Ralph Lauren did. You want to have seasonal gear. You're going to introduce winter gear. You're going to introduce fall gear. Tell me about this process now. I mean, right now we focus in on the the next line we release, which is the uni stuff. 
every flavor you could imagine right now. So, you know what I mean? We're not really focusing on all the seasonal stuff yet. Okay. Because we're just trying to break ground with the classical Ralph Lauren-inspired pieces that yes. that we, you know, gave the That the you lived and through. died for. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the stuff that was designed was based off of the pictures they saw me wearing the stuff. Mm. So they were, you know, designing stuff that they saw us wearing back in the days. Like like you said, these were pieces sure. people died for in, 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 in the low life and the polo brand and all that. So these really meant a lot, like... Like I said, today's my birthday. I never wore this yet. Yeah, yeah. it's my first time ever putting this piece on. It's a special day right now. Now, where where, <laughs> where can people? Um, is there the website? Low life low, is low dash life dot com. Mm. So you and know, there's you pieces still, up there. Well, there's no unique pieces. This is the next series of pieces coming out. So you can look forward to this by the fall. Okay. So right now that's one on one. That means number four. You had to wait for it to you come. You already know. <laughs> um, you let me be a part of your, your book project, Bury Me With The Low On. That was a tremendous project. And then salutes to Rack uh, for his book that just dropped also. But uh, What's the, what book, book is that? There are two books. There are two books. The first one is, is called Bury Me With The Low On. And Bury Me With The Low On is an incredible idea where you've marshaled up, not just low lives. But but people within the culture, who who represent just the idea of burying me with the low on. Well, for one, I have tons of respect for you, as you know. Um, you had to be a part of it to me, because you're part of this generation understanding who we are, what we did. Because you're somebody who lived it as a DSEP, as a Brooklyn, as all that. You know what I mean? So. What what I tried to do more than anything, myself and Tom Gold, you know who yeah, did Tom the book a nasty with me. photographer. Yep. So we wanted to show the culture today, not straight go to the past. We wanted to show them it exists now. You know, we 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 gave the brief histories and stuff because this is a book series process right now. It's only the first book, mm. but we focused on the culture where it is today with the people who are relevant of today that are pushing it forward as well because you're one of those people. You know what I mean? Timeless Truth for one of those people. Mayhem Loren, you know, Bones Malone, all these people. Some of them are from the past as well and some are from the new generation. Sure. But just because these other books are going to tell you everything about the past, mm -hmm. everything that's coming next, you know, you know, Rack dropped his book, which went more in depth of the past of all low lives together. But now every book that's coming after these are the individual stories. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm coming next again with another one. Just like Bury Me with the Low On gets a second print this year because we sold out in four days. Damn. Four days in the book. So that was quick. We didn't even get to release the commercials that we had Damn. to promo because, yo, I got so much footage from back in the days. It's crazy. Mm. We had all these commercials develop, and it made no sense to throw them out because it already sold out. So we're doing a second print this year, and then we'll get a chance to release all the commercials we made and all the footage. But once again, thank you, Dallas, for being a part of it and, you know, holding us down. And No, no question. You know, thank you for... Um for, for coming to me, I talked to you about this briefly, but um, incidents. I, I first encountered Thurston person to person 
a few years ago after a Timeless Truth video shoot. And I can say that I've never encountered him prior to that just because your personality is such that, you know, I would have been on an opposite side, but I would have remembered you without question because your personality is just that charismatic, just that large. And we're together in a group and it's Mayhem Loren and Timeless Truth and Rock Marciano and Sean Price. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. peace, my brother. And, and P.F. Cutting. And we're inside the uh, P.F. studio, the Wax Museum, and you were like, yo, there's no reason why everybody here can't come together and and do a project and and move the culture forward. And it was it was so inspirational to me right then. Wow. It was just it just energy that someone in this group of people would say, no, no, no. Look at everybody right here. And we need to do something. We need to we need to find a way to take to collect this and pool this energy and do something. And I was like, fuck, man, I gotta do this low end theory. I gotta get this yeah. thing going. Yeah, you helped you helped it happen, man. And and we finally got to do it, man. And you know when I was meaning we, we need to do something, it's just we all need to do our own individual things together. Mm-hmm. And support. That's that's mm-hmm. all it was. Cause, and that's what happened. Everybody who was in that room supported everybody for years and years and years. Like, you know, I grew up with Sean Price yeah. and things like that. So he's always supported me. And then he, even when I wasn't a rapper and I just had a turntable in the house with a four track and he's already making hits. And I'm like, I see him at the corner store when I just went to the store. And I'll be like, yo, son, come back to my crib, man. Let's do some shit. And he would come. Mm. He ain't tell me, yo, you know I'm, yo, son, I'm, I'm, you know I'm in the studio over here at a D and D. Some be like, come on, son, let's go, you know. Sean, so, Sean Price was definitely an original, original and a and a, and a, and a super uh, down to earth. Like, like, yo, it's funny you say that too because I feel that same way. Like, like when I open, I, I did different websites and. When I opened up Sneaker Tube, he signed up an account. When when I would, uh, you know, did you got to eat this this food shit that I that, that I do? I got, I got a a space for that. Uh, he would come on and do things with that. Like anything I did, he supported. So it's yeah. like you know, I know I know what you're saying. It's it's funny that you just you but bring the same with Mayhem, in. Timeless, mm-hmm. Rock, and PF. You know, mm-hmm. PF PF Carter was a big inspiration for me too. Somebody who helped me down. Many years he was my, he was all of our DJs. Mm-hmm. He was Sean P DJ, yep. my DJ, so mm-hmm. Blase DJ. Yeah, P is my dude, man. I have a lot of fun. Like the day I got here, I go fuck with PF. We go just <laughs> just hang out. We ain't got to work, you know, because I'm a work fiend. But we hang out and just laugh, just like tonight. I'm I'm going to hang out. I don't want to perform. I want I want to laugh. Yeah, and and just have fun with my my friends and my family because that's what everybody is to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then what we doing is way more than a business. All because we all people who love this shit and live it. Sure. Like I live this. This is not a gimmick. This I'm not looking. I never was looking for fame. I wasn't looking to blow up and get rich. I was living my life. That's how it happened with Lola. We weren't looking for anything. We we didn't know we were making history. We were just living our lives and surviving, and that became history. Yeah. No, listen, it, it can't be said any better than that. You know, where can people buy the book in Barnes and Noble and, and, and anywhere? The book is right? going well. Powerhouse Racklow's book, um, Low Life and American Classic, is available at Powerhouse Books right now. It just dropped in December. You better hurry up and get it <laughs> before it gets gone. 
you know, bury me with the low on sold out in four days and it resell for a thousand dollars after that. Really? On eBay. If you look it up right now, you're not gonna find nothing less than six, seven hundred dollars for that book. It's an incredible book. Get get all them books. Get yeah. well first of all, you gotta book. read. You gotta read. You gotta read. Get every book. Get every book. And and Thurston man, congratulations on all your success now moving moving forward into schools, moving forward and and being a cultural ambassador this is that is the the best dream of all time because you you are going to do that until you're 100 yeah and i i would love to put something together and since i would love to get us out of state into into a college into into some school where you know we had a panel uh several panels that discussed fashion and 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 new york city history and then boom we had a concert and maybe we had a little buy sell trade yeah you know, maybe maybe get the low end theory popping. Let's do it somewhere else. You already know you got my support for anything. Hey, Dallas. listen, you know that's what it's about, man. Brotherhood and 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 just and really, loyalty. Just, yeah, and support, you support and support the people each other. who support you exactly. all the time. I always tell people, man, it's not, I, it's not a one way street. Man. Exa- I don't understand people who support people that don't support them. Mm. Stop, stop doing that shit. Support people who support you. You know, yep. most importantly, yo, uh, w- w- before we end off, let's uh, get into our, we have a segment called I Don't Trust People. Mm-hmm. It's basically uh, who we don't trust or what we don't trust. Uh, you know, internet, you know how to get involved. Hashtag I Don't Trust PPL. Let us know who you don't trust, what you don't trust. And, uh, you know, keep filling up the hashtag and we'll feature you on a, uh, on, a on the next episode. <coughs> who we got this week? Al, so our first one comes from SlimZilla772. I don't trust people who eat nuggets with no sauce, and I support this. Like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, some people live a dry life. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to put some moisture on that nugget. <laughs> I mean, I tell I tell the girls all the time. When, nah, you, know, you can't just be running around just throwing dry nuggets you, in your mouth. You know That's what, you not know what, good. You know what? Now that, I, now that I think about it, you're right. Because, yeah. yeah because, you got to get that sweet and sour sauce. Our next one comes from I am underscore Ralph. I don't trust people who still have AOL accounts as their primary email address. Again, I support this. Well, unfortunately, I can't trust myself sometimes. I don't have a primary account, but I still have my AOL account. But you still dropping that? Like, you still going to people... I still got my same phone as long as you don't got since 1998. That's crazy. I don't change. Like, you know, when I got an email account, I didn't have a secondary. I still have the same email account, just like I still got my same cell phone number. Okay. That's it crazy. Don't, it don't switch because it's consistently. I learned that. Um, Are you still with the same carrier? Same carrier. When I had a beeper, I would go. That's to, loyalty. I would go to prison for years. And come out, and my same, beeper yeah, is yeah. still yeah, on. Yeah. Well, the beeper <laughs> had a the gra- money on them bugs. The beeper back in the day had a great deal, though. You know, you could get them shits a couple of years for a small amount of money. You know. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I had the same number. Same number. My yeah. beeper was yeah. on because even when I worked at MTV all them years, that's my money box. Mm-hmm. Everybody sure. is hollering at me through that beeper. That's how I'm just like the drug dealers in different states. Sure. You know, they was getting calls on their beeper, so I maintain. The consistency of having that same number. Maybe you was a crackhead, right? And stopped smoking crack for five years. That's and right. then on the sixth year, year, you want to make a comeback. 
There he goes. You know what I mean? You fall down five times, you get up six. Call your crack dealer. Our next submission comes from Alejandro underscore C Jr. Premium P, I got one for you. I don't trust people who got on a Montclair, Robin Jeans, some J's, but asked me for a Metro car swipe. Man, mm. that goes to what we were saying back uh, earlier. That's a fact. You know, uh, looking fresh. Um, and then you replied, LOL word, as Dallas Penn would say, fresh to debit. No, debt, debt. Fresh to debt. Fresh to debt. Fresh to debt. You ain't got that debit. It's got an other account. Fresh it's where your debt. account is set up. You that's in a, debt. That's all right, though. Mm. We're, you know, we go through, I, I like to say I go through uh, temporary recurring deficits. You know, I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'd be up again. It's yeah. up and down. Yeah, yeah. You When you understand, that's life, though. That's a process. If you can handle both. You're gonna go on for a very long time. Mm, oh, mm, damn it! Wisdom. If, if I could live the day after my paycheck, like I do the day before, <laughs> I squeeze that motherfucking single so That's tight, George Washington, cry. Wow! <laughs> on Wednesday funny. and Thursday, and you'd be like dressing up, up ramen, fried <laughs> and lobster. I have one. I don't trust people who make salads and put those grape tomatoes in it and don't cut it. Like I don't want no tomato bust in my mouth. Like I don't like that. Yeah, but you don't like that. I you don't got no experience. Well, I don't no, like that. Bad. Okay, I don't sorry, like sorry. it. I don't. Uh, Into she doesn't swallow. I don't like that. What? Um, no, no, I got, hold on. I got one for I'm you. I'm calling okay. my uncle. I was just about to ask you. I'm sorry. One. I don't trust people who don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I, I've, shot. Learned, I've learned throughout <laughs> life that you got to shift through the dirt to find the gold. Mm. The only way you're going to meet good people is to, is Be to open-minded. give people a chance. Mm. Everybody's different. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, many people say, yeah, I don't fuck with nobody. I don't fuck with niggas who don't fuck with nobody. Mm. There we go. Because that tells me a lot about you. Mm. You don't have an understanding of this world is built of, of more than your understanding and my understanding. So the more I come in contact with people that are totally different from me, the more I'm going to build and I'm going to grow. You know what I mean? So I don't trust people who don't trust people. No, there we go. <laughs> he, he shut the whole shit yeah. down. Right, right there, right there, right there. And this uh, was the my, last time we drop, did that my segment. My drop, my drop. <laughs> where, where are you on segment social? Thurston Howell the dot com is the website. Okay, Twitter. Thurston Howell Third. Uh Instagram, Thurston Howell the Third. Everything is spelled the same. My Facebook is Victor Thurston Howell the Third de Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you gotta tap Primo. back into your roots. Monito. <laughs> and listen, low life, L O dash life dot com. Listen, what about things? for the for the women like the low hoes? Low wives. Yeah, yeah, that mm. too. That's, that's the low wives, though. Yeah, low hoes is a different category. Yeah, yeah. So. That, that, that's that's applications in USPA. always being accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so you could apply to be a low ho if Ralph you need Horan. to be. But listen, that's hard. That's hard. She said Ralph Horan. Yeah. Come on, this is what I do. I'm about to get a job at the low life. But listen, I, I, I will say this. <clears throat> You're a true renaissance man. Real talk. Thank you. When I, when I, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I heard of you many years. But when I started to do some research, I was like, damn, dude had his hands in a lot of things. Yeah, Still to this day. No, 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 no. There's no pause needed. And, 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 you know, you think about that. That's not easy for everybody to do. And, you know, me and Dallas always talk about this as being friends. And that just goes to show you just, just, you're authentic, just being authentic and being organic will get you so much further than, you know, like money can't buy that shit, you know? It's and, about being self sufficient, yeah. man. I learned that when nobody wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. 
You know, when I became a rapper, nobody believed me. Mm-hmm. They thought I was up to something. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, yo, man, let, give me a beat, son. Let me come in your studio. Yo, son, don't let that nigga in the studio. And he said he going to beat you up in yeah, the studio. He, yeah, that's the, this real shit. <laughs> like, So I learned to do for myself. When nobody wanted to record me, I remember going to the studio first two, three times, pay for studio time. Every time I left the studio, I wanted to change something on this beat when I on the song when I went home. So I knew that I had to have my hands on it, whatever I was doing. So through trial and error, I was able to learn everything and be self-sufficient. So I don't got to call you to do nothing. I'm doing my productions. I'm doing them myself. I'm, I'm recording. I'm producing. I'm mixing. I'm engineering. I'm doing it myself because I want to do too much. You know what I mean? So I had to learn and then I forced myself to learn, you know? I was able to work with a lot of great people who helped teach me, but I knew that I had to have my hands on it to really make it happen. Uh, I think that's the best way to learn is when you, you know, you do the shit yourself, you know? Yep. Most definitely. Trial and never. But internet, listen, Dallas. Gems on gems on gems. Be- beautiful episode. I mean, full of, full of just culture, fashion, gems, wisdom, life. Just real, real, real talk, man. Like you know, just I'm hungry. Can we go into a restaurant? You just go get my stuff. You want me just go behind the shit. And I cook. You know, I'm want. a chef too, though. I, I cook. Oh. Wait, wait, what kind of? She, are you a chef or are you like, like I'm not. Penitentiary chef, you going? I'm a penitentiary you didn't, you didn't chef. Cheese it, cheese. But not only it. that, remember I'm Puerto Rican. I cook all that Puerto Rican shit. Don't talk to me like that, cause me ex novio es Puerto Rican, yo. But he not fuck? me though. He know. The fuck is she? He know what I said. Listen, listen. Miss Miss is gonna get pregnant by Thurston Howell. She's gonna be nah, Thurston Howell. No Thurston Howell. No more baby mothers I got already. Whoa. I can't do it. No more. Nah, I'm good. He's in the music condom, Dorex. But uh, anyway, internet. Listen, Thurston Howell the third. Uh, check him out, man, and 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 just just follow up with the low life. Follow up with any books you got coming on, and, yeah. and like I said, you're a true Renaissance man. We appreciate you coming through, most definitely. That's love, thank you yeah. for having me, man. I really appreciate being here. You know, big up my boy Dallas Penn. Cheer, you know, love is always there. Big DP. Yeah. See you next episode. Two L's up, internet. Cheer. Hell, man. Ah, where them L's at? One Bro. L for Meek Mill and one L for Meek Mill. Back to back. Two L.